Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Hi, this is Carl Amari, and welcome to Episode 69 of Radio Rarities, the weekly podcast series that examines unique episodes from the golden age of radio. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. This time we have the maiden episode of a thriller espionage series. It's Dangerous Assignment, starring that suave film actor Brian Donlevy as secret agent Steve Mitchell, who poses as a foreign correspondent on each half-hour show. Each week, he is sent around the globe to solve a nearly impossible mission. During the summer of 1949, NBC spent more than $500,000 in developing new shows. Wow, Lisa, that's almost $6.5 million in today's money. Was it worth it, Carl? The network's list of a dozen programs included Chicken Every Summer, starring Billy Burke and Harry Von Zell, and My Good Wife with John Conti and Arlene Francis. These didn't make it past the audition stage. However, Dragnet and The Ethel Merman Show did, along with our feature for today, Dangerous Assignment. This show was produced by Don Sharp who was Brian Donlevy's radio agent in 1949. As an independent radio packager, Sharp had placed several winners on radio, including My Favorite Husband, Screen Director's Playhouse, and Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Sharp worked with his star, Brian Donlevy, in creating Dangerous Assignment. The series was Donlevy's first in a leading role on a weekly show. Though he was usually the headliner in dramatic anthologies such as Cavalcade of America, Silver Theater, and Suspense. But Donlevy was best known for his work on the silver screen. He reprised his film roles from Wake Island on Lux Radio Theater and The Great McGinty on Philip Morris Playhouse. Don Levy had small roles in films released during the late 1920s and early 1930s. He got his big break acting in the 1935 Samuel Goldwyn production, Barbary Coast. Don Levy may be best known for his portrayal of the ruthless Sergeant Markoff in Paramount's 1939 film, Bo Jest. In that role, Don Levy earned an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. As a radio packager, Don Sharp believed that the radio writer was the most important ingredient in creating a successful show. For Dangerous Assignment, Sharp enlisted Robert Reif, who had a radio resume which sported credits for several CBS shows, including A Man Named Jordan, The Whistler, and Escape. Reif had also worked previously with Sharp in the Michael Shane series. Collaborating with NBC executives, Sharp was able to get this latest venture on the network's coast-to-coast schedule during the summer of 1949. And it was slated for Saturday evenings. Okay, sit back, relax, and enjoy Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell in the very first episode of Dangerous Assignment, broadcast from NBC's Hollywood Studios, July 9th, 1949. Baghdad, Argentina, Singapore. 
At all the places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. National Broadcasting Company presents the first in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Steve. You're going to run this pretty little boat right onto the rocks if you don't put your hands on the wheel. Uh-uh. Automatic pilot. W5WRS oh. <laughs> calling W2BY. I should have known you'd have one of those on your boat. <laughs> so help me. First time in my life I've ever used it, Evelyn. Eloise. Hello, sure, sure. W5WRS mm. calling W2BYR. Steve. Mm. Why don't you turn that radio off? Hmm? I never should have turned it on. What's all that W stuff? Hmm? Who's that silly woman trying to get, anyway? Oh, W5WRS calling W2BYR. That's the ship to shore operator. <laughs> Brother, you know them all. What does she want with you? I'm afraid I know. <laughs> well, I guess I better answer before they send the Coast Guard. <clears throat> W5WRS from W2BYR. Go ahead. Stand by, W2BYR. I have a call for you. Go ahead. This is Ruth, Steve. The commissioner wants to see you right away. Over. Now look, Ruth. I said only call me in an emergency. Over. The commissioner says this is an emergency. Over. But I'm in the middle of a big deal, Ruth. I'm tied up. Over. Just a minute, Steve. He says untie her and get into the office. But tell him... Oh, okay. I'll come back. Out. Eloise, I'm afraid... And for this, I broke another day. Now, look, Eloise, I'm sorry. So what do I do? I go out and buy a new sunsuit. And it's a very nice sunsuit. I even fry some chicken for the first time in my life. I fry some chicken. But this probably won't take long. What am I supposed to do in the meantime? And what am I going to do with all that fried chicken? Uh, well, keep it on ice for me, huh? Hello, Commissioner. Steve, I trust you concluded your big deal satisfactorily. Uh, <coughs> well, I... Uh-huh. <laughs> Steve, ever hear of the Throp Foundation? Throp Foundation? Sure. That's the private charity that's been sending a lot of relief shipments to Europe. Right. They've done quite a job over there. Tons of food and medical supplies. Yeah, that's the outfit. What about them? Their last three shipments to Sicily have been stolen. Oh, you mean off the boat? No, from the foundation's warehouse in Messina, Sicily. I see. We've been instructed to get to the bottom of it. As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent. Ruth has your credentials in order. Okay. On the surface, your assignment will be to write a story about the stolen shipments. Actually, I want you to find out who's been stealing those shipments. And to be frank, Steve, I'm sending you into a pretty nasty situation over there. What do you mean? The Throp Foundation has had two men working on this case... One of them has been missing for two weeks. Mm. 
What about the other one? Oh, they found him all right. His throat had been cut. Well, that's reassuring. We're sending you because we think you can take care of yourself and handle the danger. When do you want me to leave? Good. As soon as possible. Now, if you need help or information once you get to Sicily, contact Emilio Donati in Messina. Who's Emilio Donati? He runs a bar in Messina. We think he's our friend of ours. Okay. There's just uh, one more thing I should warn you about, Steve. You know, you're making this assignment sound real attractive, Commissioner. (laughs) What is it? I guess you've heard of the Sicilian bandit they call Lorenzo. Yeah, who hasn't? He's got the whole countryside terrorized. Steve, I don't know whether he has anything to do with all this or not, but if he has, well, watch yourself. Yep. Looks like I got a real honey this time. You did. But it's vital to us that those relief shipments get through. Trouble usually starts from empty stomachs. Yeah. That's all. You've got your assignment, Steve. Your plane leaves in two hours. Good luck. Eduardo, this is Dino speaking. The American just landed. See. Report it to the chief at once. Ah, senor, taxi, eh? You want a taxi, senor? Yeah. Hey, uh, look, driver, you know your way around Messini pretty well, huh? you. <laughs> I live here most of my life, senor. At the age of three, I was brought here from Palermo. So I know every house, every street, every building, every bar. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know your city. Now, take me to the Throp Foundation Warehouse. Again? Throp Foundation Warehouse. You know where it is? Throp? No, no, Throp. It's a... Ah, well, never mind. Just take me to the Rienzi Hotel. I'm sure you must have heard of that. Why, <laughs> sure. I'm going to put your baggage in the car, senor. Hello. <clears throat> Sorry I'm late. Hmm? <laughs> You're not late. You're just in time. I heard you inquiring for the Throp Foundation, so you must be Ralph Gillette. I'm Helen Collier. I was supposed to meet you here at the airport, and I... Hey, look, I'm afraid there's been a mistake. My name's not Gillette. It's Mitchell. Steve Mitchell. Oh, oh, I I thought you were the one I was supposed to meet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Believe me, I'm sorry, too. Couldn't we just pretend I was? I'm afraid Mr. Archer wouldn't understand. <laughs> Already I don't like Mr. Archer. Don't even know him. Who is he? My boss. He's in charge of the foundation's office here in Messina. Oh, wait a minute. Do you work for the Throp Foundation? Mm-hmm. Mr. Archer's been expecting a new man to fly down from Rome, uh, Mr. Gillette. I thought you were he. Oh. I wonder if you'd tell me where the foundation office is. I'm a foreign correspondent, and I'd like an interview with your boss. Oh, well, I could go with you and show you where it is, because it doesn't look like Mr. Gillette is on the plane anyway. Fine. I have a cab over here. You say you're a foreign correspondent. I suppose you want to do a story on the stolen relief shipments. Yep. Well, good luck. Mr. Archer doesn't want any publicity about it. Thinks it would have an adverse effect on donations from the States. Oh, well, here we are. Uh, pardon us, gentlemen. Uh, si, senor. Eduardo, one of the men's way. Of course, your pardon, senor. Well, I'll see if I can get some kind of a statement from him. Are there just the two of you in the Messina office? Yes, right now. There were three of us. Paul Wainwright was the third, but he... Well, he... Got fired a few days ago. At the Hotel Rienzi, no? No. Throp Foundation. Tropa? Tropa? Oh, Via Delgada. 
si, señorina. Hey, you must have the magic touch. Uh, this Paul Wainwright, he was fired by Mr. Archer? Yes, three days ago. Senor, you ready, huh? See. Si. <laughs> What the signorina told the driver? See, Eduardo. Via Delgada. That is the address of the Throp Foundation. I will report it. You follow the American. Mr. Mitchell, you must understand my position. It's not that I don't want to cooperate with you and your press association, but at the same... The uh, stolen shipments are news, Mr. Archer, and news is my job. Well, I know all that, but just stop and think what's going to happen if the news spreads around back in the States. Our donations would probably stop coming in. We think it's vital that these shipments continue. I see. Well, in that case, could you give me an off-the-record statement about it? Hmm, I might, if I were sure it would be treated as such. I'll make a deal with you. We won't break the story unless or until the thieves are rounded up. Hmm. Well, all right. I guess that's fair enough. There have been three shipments stolen, right? Yes, from our warehouse. It's right downstairs. Yes, I noticed it as I came up. Did you have anyone guarding the shipments? Of course. We kept doubling the guard, but each time they were overpowered. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the thieves have a pretty large outfit. Yes, apparently they do. I suppose you've heard of the bandit they call Lorenzo. Oh, certainly. Everybody in Sicily's heard of him. He's got the whole country terrorized. He's supposed to have a hideout up in the mountains. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, Mr. Mitchell. That Lorenzo's men could have stolen the shipments. I thought of that right away myself. Well, it's possible, isn't it? Yes, it's possible. Personally, I don't think Lorenzo had anything to do with it. With Lorenzo's reputation what it is, it would be relatively easy for someone else to make it look as if Lorenzo had done it. That's an interesting thought. Incidentally, you fired one of your men a few days ago, didn't you? Paul Wainwright? That is something that I'd rather not discuss. Oh? Of course, I don't want to persecute the man just because some of his actions appeared vaguely suspicious to me. I, uh, I have no proof of anything at all. I see. Well, thanks for the information. I'll see you later. You wish a table, senor? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Please. Right here. Hmm. Thanks. I am Carlotta. What will you have? Beer. But it is after dark. It's time to drink wine. <laughs> Emily Post may not like it, but I still want beer. Anything you wish. Hmm? I will bring it. <laughs> Look, uh, is the boss in, Carlotta? Emilio Tomati. See, he's here. Why? I like the scenery. I might set up a charge account. <laughs> Where is he? Uh, the fat one. Over at the bar. I will tell him to come over. No, no, no never mind. I'll go over there. Uh, si, si, I'm coming. Emilio Donati? Huh? So I'm called, senor. I uh, told a friend of mine in the States I'd say hello to you. So? I know many people in the States, senor. I'm pretty sure you'll know my friend, the commissioner. Commissioner? Yeah. I think you're expecting me. I'm Steve Mitchell. A name can be used by anyone, senor. Here. You recognize the handwriting? Ah. 
see. You are Steve Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Well, how can I help? I'm working on the theft of the relief shipments. Yeah, I thought that would be it. That's oh, a very bad thing, Steve. There are so many people are hungry here in Sicily. Yeah. Uh, look, a fellow named Paul Wainwright was fired from the Throp Foundation a few days ago, and Archer acts like he thinks Wainwright's involved in the theft. Paul Wainwright, I know who he is. I'd like to talk to him. Can you arrange it? See, si. in an hour or two, I will send the word for him to come to the back room of my bar off the alley. We can talk to him there. Quarter after 11. Wainwright ought to be showing up pretty soon, hadn't he? See, si. He should have been here by now, Steve. Mm. There's another lead I want to run down to, Emilio. Hmm? Do you have any idea where the bandit Lorenzo's headquarters are? Oh, si. In the mountains to the west over here. Think you could furnish me a guide? Uh, a guide? Yeah. Just to get me into the general area. After that, I'll go it alone and do a little reconnoitering undercover. Steve, you must not try a thing like that. Look, it's the quickest way of proving whether Lorenzo's involved in these thefts or not. If he is, he's probably got a lot of the supplies hidden away in those mountains. But his men would capture you. He has lookouts all over the mountains. Well, just last month, an entire division went up there and... Sure, they... sure, that's the point. There were so many Lorenzo's men spotted them easy. But one man alone in the brush could be hard to find. But Steve, Lorenzo has a small army of cutthroats up there. They are fanatically loyal to him. Can you get me a guide? But look, the danger. You must realize the danger. Yeah, yeah. Lorenzo isn't stupid enough to kill an American correspondent. Ah, that must be Paul Wainwright. Oh, come in, uh, Senor Wainwright. No thanks. Look, Donati, and you too, whatever your name is. There's a waste of time. We've got nothing to talk about. Oh! Wainwright! Uh, knife in the back. Emilio, get out of the light. Get down. Someone's running down the alley. Don't follow him, Steve. Huh? It may be a trap. There may be others waiting in the dark. Yeah, I guess you're right. Wainwright, see? He's a dead, Steve. Now perhaps you'll realize that there's a real danger here for you. They know you are not a correspondent. Do you still wish a guide? I'll be waiting in room 23, Rienze Hotel. All right. I will send the man over. You're listening to Radio Rarities. We'll return after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now, back to Radio Rarities. Signor Mitchell? Yeah. Who are you? Casella. Casella? That's supposed to mean something to me? Emilio Donati sent me to you. Oh, oh, you're the guide. Si, signor. I am to conduct you to the mountain where Lorenzo and his band are hiding. Oh, Emilio didn't lose any time, did he? It was thought best to travel at night, so that we may be in the mountains before the sun comes up. Yeah, I guess that would be best. We will drive to the foot of the mountains by car. Then we'll use horses on the trails. It is all arranged. Good. When do you want to start? As soon as possible. Okay, let's go. Hey, pretty narrow trail up here, Casella. Uh, si, senor. About time for sunrise, isn't it? But a few more minutes and it will be light. Hmm. You say, you think Lorenzo's hiding out somewhere on that mountain up there ahead of us? See, si, uh, that is what I have heard. Okay, let's stop here a minute. I'll go it alone from here, Casella. There's no point in your going any farther. Thanks very much. Si, senor. You're right. There is no point in going any farther. Put your hands in front of you. What? Do as I say, senor. I am going to tie your hands. Look, what is this anyway? Hey, wait a minute. You're one of Lorenzo's men. So true, senor. It will do you no good to resist. Do not try to escape. There's a man blocking your trail. See? He has a gun. Okay, I'll try it through you. Stop! Come on! Stop! I'm coming through! Eduardo, quick! Come and help me! Eduardo, help! Okay, Casella. That's for the double cross, bud. Senor, I have a gun! I said, stop! Uh, okay. Looks like you win. Good. Now I tell you. Hold your hands up. Okay. Here's one of them. Oh, all right, uh, senor. I will the push way. the gun this way. So, senor Mitchell. Cassetta, are you all right? See, si, I think so. Except my nose. It is bleeding. Fool, you deserve it. Come, we'll take the American to Lorenzo. He's coming to Eduardo. Go tell Lorenzo. See? Si. Oh. oh. Casella. See, si, Casella. This is for the bloody nose you gave me, senor. Well, thanks. Looks like I got taken for the well-known ride. I thought Emilio Donato was a friend. <laughs> Sometimes it is difficult to know who your friends are. You're so right. Uh, here, here is Lorenzo now. Well, Senor Mitchell, you're feeling better now, huh? Not much. 
<laughs> Welcome to my camp. Thanks. So you're Lorenzo. See, si, I have that honor. Honor? Of course. Hmm. Where are we? Walk with me and I will show you. As you see, you're on top of a mountain. This is my headquarters. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can see a hundred miles from here. See, si, this is why I choose this place. But where are the guards? Guards? <laughs> you are not my prisoner, you are my guest. But see, below us, my men are camped there. Is it not a reassuring sight? Hey, that looks like a small army. 120 patriots. <laughs> patriots, you call them? Of course, they serve Lorenzo. <laughs> Got a pretty good opinion of yourself, huh? <laughs> I am one of the most brilliant men I have ever met. Really? <laughs> you know, you don't talk like you've spent your whole life in these mountains. Oh, I have, as you say, been around. I attended a university in Italy for two years. But you came back to this. How come? A sense of duty, senor. I rob the rich and give to the poor. Yeah? That sounds pretty, Lorenzo. But are you sure it's not just because you're a thief at heart? (laughs) You are shrewd, senor. Well, why not? From my experience in the world, I have learned that one must look out for oneself. Oh? Consider the recent war. Nobody won it. Consider the peace. Again, nobody wins it. Everyone quarrels and fights. Now, is it not much more clever to take what one wants, to be concerned only with oneself? You know, your kind of thinking isn't helping things any. Perhaps not, but it is profitable to me. Uh, Senor, this conversation is pleasant, but I still do not understand why you were so anxious to spy on my camp. No? You ever hear of the Throp Foundation? No. What is it, Senor? A relief outfit that's been shipping food and medical supplies here to Sicily. Oh? Does this concern me? That's what I'm wondering. At least three shipments have been stolen from a warehouse in Messina. <laughs> and of course you think that I stole them. It's a pretty good bet. Well, I am sorry to disappoint you, senor, but as you see, there are no supplies here. Look around you. I have nothing to hide. No? Uh, it is my fate, senor. Whenever a crime is committed in Sicily, I am immediately accused. I suppose I should feel flattered. It has often occurred to me that the police must find me very convenient. How so? Uh, it would be most embarrassing for them if I were captured then they would have no one to blame for all their unsolved crimes. Well, I'm sorry you made this trip for nothing, senor. Well, if you've got nothing to hide, how come you went to so much trouble to capture me? I was told you wanted to see Lorenzo, so I thought I would make it easy. You were very rough with my men, senor. But uh, no matter. We will be friends. And you will go back to America and tell everyone what a gracious host is Lorenzo. Oh, huh? you want a press agent, huh? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Then. Huh? That girl coming up the trail. She looks awfully familiar. Oh, her name is Carlotta. Yeah, yeah, now I recognize her. She works at Emilio Donati's bar. (laughs) Everything's starting to add up. I am afraid Carlotta is not very happy with me at present. No? She has been very useful to me in the past, but she is so uh, possessive. She is very upset to learn that there had been another woman here. There, you see how she sulks? I believe she thinks that she is punishing me. Ah, Carlotta, my dear. speak to me, Lorenzo. Do not speak to me. You climbed up here to tell me that. I am true with you. You have not been true to me. Oh, you are not very flattering, my dear. Of course I have not been true to you. That would be to deprive others. Oh, so good for nothing, (laughs) you. I think I'd better leave you here to take out your temper on the American. I have other affairs to look after. The beast. I lie for him. I steal for him. Uh, maybe you ought to pick your friends a little more carefully. So, you're the one that put the bee on me at Donati's, huh? You had Lorenzo send that phony guide to my room. Treat me 
this way after all I do for him. Oh, the beast. I do not think you would treat me that way. Huh? I think if you were my friend, you would treat me nice. Now, look. Would you like to be Carlotta's friend? It's okay with me if you're trying to make Lorenzo jealous, but use somebody else. Kiss me. They cut it out. Come on, kiss me. Hey. You like it, huh? Well, under other circumstances, maybe. Right now, no. You should not have done that, Carlotta. Lorenzo, Perhaps look. that will show you you cannot treat me as you have. If you do not want me, there are others who do. Uh, you are such a child, Carlotta. I am afraid this presents a problem. Look, there's no problem. I've got no interest in Carlotta, believe me. Oh, I'm aware of that. But some of my men there below may have seen her kiss you, senor, and that is the problem. I must not allow anything to shake their confidence in me. The appearance is everything. No, it is not Carlotta I am thinking about. She is nothing. Dog, that you should talk about me like that. What if I were to tell the American about... Shut up, Carlotta. Wait a minute. What did you say, Carlotta? Then you would wish you had not treated me that way. I told you to keep your mouth shut. I will tell. Carlotta! On the other side of the mountain is a cave. Lorenzo has hidden the relief shipments there. Well, Lorenzo, so you've got nothing to hide. Now, indeed, I have no choice, senor. Carlotta, give me your scarf. You are going to fight with the knives over me. Fool! To think it is you I am considering. Hey, look, how let's consider me for a minute. I did not intend to kill you, senor, but as you see, now I must. Here, take this knife. Now, wait a minute. Put the end of this scarf between your teeth. Huh? There, as I do the other end. Oh, so... Now we circle slowly. Hey, look, let's cow this foolishness, will you? Do not hold the knife that way. Huh? Use the underhand grip. Do you know nothing at all about knife fighting? As much as I want to know. Now, for the last time... I am sorry. Defend yourself. Okay, you ask for it. You twist the knife from my hand. Yeah. You may know knife fighting, but you're pretty sad on judo. <coughs> Just a rabbit punch, lady. Won't even leave a scar. So long. Dog of a dog. Oh, caro. Carissimo. Oh. He has killed you. Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Will you stop that silly babbling? Lorenzo, you are all right. See, except the back of my neck. I will tell your men to go after him. No, this is a personal matter. They might find it hard to understand how the American escaped from me. I will go after him alone. I will go with you. You will wait here, Carlotta. I will attend to you when I return. Lorenzo. I may be gone until dark, because if I do not find the American, then there is someone in Messina I must talk to. Now get me my horse. Oh, boy, my wind is shot. Maybe it's the altitude. Hey, my horse. Ahead of me somewhere. I better play it safe. Donati! What? Over here, Emilio. Steve, Steve Mitchell, you are safe. Yeah. I sent a guide to your room the first thing this morning. He said you were gone. Yeah, one of Lorenzo's men got there first. Your waiter, Carlotta, tipped them off about me. Carlotta? Yeah. Think that horse of yours can carry both of us? Ma, Lorenzo's men, they will be after you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good reason for not hanging around here any longer. All right, come. I, I'm going to help you up. In it. Wait, listen. That horse is coming. Come on. Get your horse into the brush here. Uh, uh, Cover up his nose so he won't whinny. Uh, 
Lorenzo. He's alone. Yeah, heading towards Messina, too. Look, I have a gun. We can capture him. No, no, not yet, Mio. Come on. We'll give him the lead, then follow him into Messina. It's possible he's got more on his mind than just finding me. If so, I want to know what it is. Lorenzo. Senor Arch. Why, you, you fool, coming here to the foundation office. My secretary will be back any minute. The American escaped. Well, how could he? We will not go into that. Oh, you stupid fool. You've ruined everything. Mitchell must know, must know all about the stolen shipments now. See, he knows I stole them, but he does not know that you are involved, Archer. He might as well. We're through now, Lorenzo, through. And all because of your stupidity. Do not talk that way to me, Archer. I planned it so well. Even when Paul Wainwright became suspicious, I fired him. Then I had his mouth shut permanently. And now you've ruined it, you blundering half-breed. You keep your mouth shut. This will help you. Lorenzo, I'll kill you. This gun is quicker than your knife. Well, Lorenzo and Archer, the gold dust twins. Mitchell. Very neat. So you two did work it together, huh? You're, you're wrong, Mitchell. I, I've just captured a notorious bandit. Huh? Why, you lying dog. It was you who arranged me. Get, hey. get back, get back, Mitchell. Give me that. That gun's safer with me, Archer. You, you've got nothing on me. You mean because Lorenzo can't talk? If you want to put it that way? There's one witness you overlooked, Archer. Carlotta. Yeah. When she finds out you killed Lorenzo, she'll sing plenty, and it's a song you're not going to like. Well, did you send your report to the commissioner, Steve? Yeah, I called him. He said the Throp Foundation had sent a new man over to head up the office here. Well... And now you can relax for a few days. We, we're going to eat and drink and have a good time. You will have such a food as you never tasted. Scalopini, escarole, a pizza. I, I, pizza I, I, that yeah. melts in yeah, your that, mouth. That sounds fine, Emilio, but I, I think I'll be heading back to the States. But what's the hurry? Well, someone back there is keeping some fried chicken on ice for me. Well, it, 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 fried chicken? Yeah. It's got to be eaten on a boat, too. Steve, I don't understand. What's so special about eating fried chicken on a boat? Well, you see, she's uh, not the chicken. That is, I... Oh, well, just take my word for it, huh? So long, Emilio. just heard the first in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy and written by Bob Wright. This program was directed by Bill Carn with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy, as Steve Mitchell, embarks on another Dangerous Assignment. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Well, Carl, that was an exciting adventure. I wonder, did Steve Mitchell ever get to eat that fried chicken? Ah, Lisa, he was probably more interested in that girl on the boat, Eloise. Who was portrayed by one of Hollywood's top radio actresses, Betty Lou Gerson. And the person who interrupted Steve and Eloise while they were enjoying their time together was Ruth 
the secretary to the commissioner, Steve's boss. Betty Moran was Ruth, and her Butterfield was the commissioner of an unnamed U.S. government agency. Butterfield also doubled as a henchman in the story. Both Ruth and the commissioner were supporting players appearing in each episode. Other cast members in this episode were Barton Yarborough as Mr. Archer. Jay Novello played Emilio Donati, with Tony Baird as both a taxi driver and Paul Wainwright. The bandit, Lorenzo, was played by William Conrad in understated fashion. Bruce Ashley was credited on air for the program's music. This was a pseudonym for Basil Buzz Adlam, who was then employed at ABC and couldn't let his name be associated with another network. That little tidbit of info, Lisa, was discovered through the registration of the program's theme music with ASCAP and the Bel Air Music Corporation. The snappy theme and incidental pieces certainly added to the atmosphere of the show. I'm pretty sure NBC launched Dangerous Assignment to counter The Man Called X on CBS, which starred Herbert Marshall. After all, this was the height of the Cold War, and these types of adventure programs were very popular with listeners. That's possible, Carl, though that show had been off the air for about a year. NBC Brass was certainly familiar with The Man Called X, as it had served as a replacement for Bob Hope during the summers of both 1945 and 1946. A review in Daily Variety of the Dangerous Assignment performance stated that perhaps the May 1948 murder of CBS correspondent George Polk may have been the impetus used by Sharp and Rife to have Mitchell sent to Sicily to solve the disappearance of the missing men. Polk was assassinated while covering the Greek Civil War. Sadly, his murder has never been solved. That review in Daily Variety praised Don Levy's virile make-believe performance also stated that the program may be designed for TV. We'll get back to that possibility in a moment, Lisa. The 1949 summer season for Dangerous Assignment continued through August 20th without a sponsor. It was off the air for several months before returning to NBC on February 6th, 1950. For two episodes in April of 1950, the Ford Dealers of America bought the time on the program and that of several other shows on the major networks. However, it wasn't until May 3rd that General Mills became the show's first ongoing sponsor. As part of its Wheaties Parade advertising campaign, General Mills sponsored Dangerous Assignment, along with several other shows, including Nightbeat and Dimension X. This promotion was contracted for 13 weeks. Once it ended, the series once again became a sustainer. But it continued to be popular and remained on NBC for nearly three years. And during that time, Brian Donlevy formed Donlevy Development Company, which filmed 39 episodes of a Dangerous Assignment television series. It was produced through the Sharp Firm and also NBC. The series was syndicated throughout the 1950s. And one final note, once the U.S. radio series ended, one was then produced and broadcast in Australia, starring Lloyd Burrell. Dangerous Assignment had been a successful enterprise for both Don Sharp and Brian Donlevy. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Radio Rarities. Radio Rarities is a Gulfstream Studios copyrighted production produced by yours truly, Carl Amari. My co-host is Lisa Wolf. Mike Costella is our executive producer, and the show is written by Carl Shadow. Next week, we'll present Ben Wright in the first audition of Frontier Gentlemen from January 30th, 1958. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for listening.
it's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.